What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the first Jets episode, I guess, this year with a W. Like, I feel like this is a whole new world, man. We are in a whole different era right now. The Jets have a W. Uh, I'm, we're, we're excited to get into it. Today, we'll be talking about the dominant defense, uh, including uh, Q Will and the DBs. Uh, we're going to definitely go into the special teams a little bit because they had a hell of a game. And... Um, We'll absolutely hit on the controversy that's been surrounding the entire world, apparently. And that is the quarterback situation now with the New York Jets. It's concerning everyone, so we'll definitely get into that. And Alex, what's for et cetera today? What's good, John, for et cetera today? We're going to get into the Week 16 slates. Just go down our natural, as always, interesting games of the week. And yeah, that's really it. All right, sounds good. Bryce, let's go. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another Jets episode. And Alex, dude, we won, man. The Jets won a game in 2020. We're not going to be with the Lions and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. We we won a game. I know. And the Browns, too, right? Didn't the Browns go 0-16? Oh, that's We're not, right. That's we, right. That's right. We don't have that stench. Honestly, thank God we don't have that stench. No one should ever want their team to fully go 0-16. You know, I get the in-the-moment heat of just wanting to full-on tank and get T-Law, but come on, guys. We're Jets fans. You should always want your team to win. We got that W. And, John, this is something I told you, man. I said the team would get that weird win because it is in Jets form to get the game, uh, to get a game that it just doesn't make sense for the Jets to win, and it was against the Rams. Who would have seen that one coming? (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, I'm... Frankly, I'm shocked. Not that I mean, I agree with you. It was bound to come at a weird time against a weird uh, team. I'm more shocked that it was on the West Coast, dude. Like the Jets went to the West Coast. Like that. That's that's a bigger deal. Like I I know the Rams are to be honest. They're gonna be one of the. They're gonna be in the top four in the NFC. Um, they're gonna be playing at NFC Weekend. Like I'm 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 pretty sure of that. So this is like this is just a hitch for them. But I can't believe the Jets went into the West Coast and won a football game. Like, that's unbelievable. Dude, I don't know how that happened because we usually we suck on the West Coast. But we got that win. It was a it was a good win, too. It wasn't like some crappy, like, we were playing horrendously and then we got that win. You know, like, there's some games that you could just win and it's just like it was ugly on both sides. And <clears throat> you could have felt that the team wasn't deserving to win. The Jets actually played well enough where it was a deserving win. Uh, they made, like, they made key plays at the right moment to really put themselves in position to make, you know, either to score or to get first crucial first down to keep the drives going. So, kudos to them this week. What do you, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I do know exactly how we won, man. We we were absolutely dominant. Like, if you just watched, so of course. When we're watching on Sunday, we have so many emotions and feelings and uh, ups and downs, which we're going to get into later. But let's just stick to the game for now. Like, I, I, I rewatched it. Uh, I watched the game tape, of course, when it came out. But then I rewatched it just like normally uh, yesterday after the Knicks lost <laughs> um, the opening day. Just to like, 
I'm just like, you know what? Like, the Jets beat the Rams last week, and they absolutely murdered them. The Jets are ecstatic, right? Like, everybody's happy. Like, and, like, silly fans, again, which we'll get into, are all pissed off, the silly media. But, like, I, 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 like, it was a good game. So, I'm, like, watching it, like, just, like, completely blank slate. We absolutely dominated in all three phases of the game, dude. Like, watching... Even, like, the opening drive, the opening drive defense, where we're, like, having that, like, weird uh, blitz uh, on the right, and we just absolutely hammer Jared Goff. Like, that kind of changes things, like, from, from, like, from that point on for them. The the worst part about the the defense, for sure, was the running back play, which we could not stop <laughs> Cam Akers. I mean, we got that hold. Uh, that was uh, a gift for us. There were two holds, two holds that were a gift for us. But that one hold, the touchdown, was like fifty yards. That was like an absolute gift um, for the defense. But dude, Quinn and Williams. I mean, talk about a draft pick that is absolutely like knocked out of the park. He he looks like Fletcher Cox to me. My God, dude. Q Will was just dominating, causing havoc, getting in the backfield stopping anyone who's trying to get through the a gaps it was just a beautiful sight to see like really just a beautiful sight to see he he's really taking that next step this year where fans should be happy that we have a solid you know another solid building block on defense marcus may also played really well gotta give out a shout out to him um no he had one deflection that didn't go his way he got it was still caught by uh was it uh was it uh everett but the yeah, second exactly. one that almost was a touchdown, that was a good that was a good defensive play, and he's usually in the right spot at the right time too. So we got two good foundations right there on defense. Uh, the front seven just overall, man, they were just playing out of their mind. They were giving Goff hell, and even Acres was getting stuffed in the backfield uh, on some plays. So really, just like the entire front seven as a whole unit, they were just making big plays, stopping. Uh, I know Akers got some solid runs in, but for the most part, they did their job and they really kept Goff and the running game in check. Yeah, I mean, dude, number. I mean, Marcus May once he switched his number, dude, has just been an absolute <laughs> different level. He is the captain. He is gonna get the money that Jamal Adams was crying about. Like he's gonna be the captain of the safeties. Ashton Davis is gonna be hanging next to him. And I'm sure we'll be drafting uh, safety late somewhere to add to the trio, you know, to just kind of stack it. Um, but, yeah, he's, he, he really is the leader. For the mm-hmm. linebackers, I mean, at this point, dude, I mean, I, I, I specifically remember calling into um, Barton on and, and talking to Bart Scott about uh, Neville Hewitt. And he was like, dude, he's like a – I was like, he's – you know, I was, talking, I was talking him up a little bit. He's like, he's like a fifth string – fifth and stringer, like fifth, sixth stringer, dude. And he was – this is early in the season. And we're talking about him and Langey. Um, so the fact that Hewitt is like leading our team every single week, whether it's him or Langey, just like – like honestly, without them, <laughs> we would be getting absolutely torn apart every single game. Like we're losing games, yes, but we're, we're, we are holding it down. Uh, a little bit, and, and it's because of them. So I, I, I kind of see them holding down the back end slash middle of the depth chart uh, for the linebackers next year, which is a uh, pretty big deal for us, um, especially when we talk about worst to first. We're going to have a good schedule next year. 
All right, we, we got the stink off with the one loss. It's time to like finally with the one win. So it's finally like able to like we're able to like look forward and to kind of see what we have. The bad news about Q Will is he did get that concussion. He's out on IR uh, for the rest of the year, uh, mm-hmm. which is fine, right? Because we got the we got, we got the win, Alex. Right, so like we're good. Everybody's like good to go. But the DBs, man, we 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 really like we 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 didn't give them the credit uh, that's due because. Two of our rookies are absolutely murdering. Like I, 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 I could not be more impressed with Javelin Goodry and with Bryce Hall, uh, mm-hmm. a fifth round pick in Bryce Hall and an undrafted cornerback um, in Javelin Goodry. We've been talking, like, we've been talking them up since the beginning of the year. It took a while for them to get on the field. If you remember, uh, Goodry is the cornerback that. Um, He's, he was a track star. He, was, he had the second fastest 40 uh, only to Henry Ruggs, who we also mm-hmm. liked, right? And, like, the Jets were um, salivating over him all um, offseason. So that's probably where we kind of found uh, Goodry, uh, the kid from Utah. So I don't know. I, 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 I really like even Molette. I mean, Molette and Luvu, like, they're kind of on, on the back end there for me. Like, they, they, they can hang. You know what I mean? The only guy that I would say is a little bit stocked down for me after – is bless like I, yeah. I, I like bless I like, I like bless Austin I think he's I think he could be okay maybe it's not fair that he's guarding the number one right he's always on like Robert Woods or Cooper Cup like it's not easy right um, or the number one on any team so uh, maybe if he has a number one it'll be easier but he, he's just not he's just not a, he's not a number one dude he just can't he can't solid up on the man to man by himself. Yeah, and who knows? Like, I'm not going to completely write him off. He doesn't look like a one right now. Things can change. Things always change in the NFL. You know, you give him a full offseason, players can drastically change, um, especially as a rookie going into a sophomore year, right? Um, this was his first – no, this was a sophomore year, but this is his first year, yeah, yeah. like, as a starter. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, and he had a, what a turmoil year. I mean, <laughs> the team won one game. Like, and they, their defensive coordinator got fired halfway through. So, it's tough. Right, 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 right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, even though, like, he's a sophomore, he's really, like, he's really still is, like, like the Ben Simmons rookie. Like, you didn't get that much play and just, um, you didn't get that much experience. So, like, you could be in the league for, you know, there's, there's like, there's a window for me where it's, like, if you're in the league for, like, three years or less, but you really haven't gotten the chance to start, you're still, like, a rookie in my eyes because, like, not in my eye, like, truly like a rookie, but, like, you're still inexperienced because game time, like, real live game action is so different than practice, man. Like, when the lights are on and it's money time, it's a totally different feel. And, it like, to read and get an understanding at a high, fast pace, just totally different. But for, for Bless, you know, the thing is, like, give him a full offseason and let's see what happens. I'm not going to completely write him off. But, look, he had the, the holding penalty, the PI. Uh, it's... It's not good, man. It's not good. But at the same time, like when you're guarding guys like Robert, Robert <laughs> Woods, when you're, when you're guarding guys who are like Hopkins and so forth, like it is that, – that's, that's a tough job to do, man. So like it's hard to just say, oh, you're not like a, a – it's hard to say like he did a terrible job because the guys he's going against are like legitimate number ones. But for Goodry, for uh, Bryce Hall, Bryce Hall with a nice interception – uh, really just... Yo, he high-pointed that pretty nice. Yeah, he high-pointed really nice, tapped it to himself, and was able to make a make a move, get some 20 yards on it. And then Goodry, man. Dude had six tackles. Like, 
you, you know, you, we can look at like the, the passing catching numbers, like how, like how it would do for Pierre, but it's different. When a guy's getting behind you and he's making a catch, that's a bigger issue. When you're seeing like dink and dunks, like five, 10 yards and you're playing off and you're coming up and getting somebody because that's what the defense is. That's what the scheme is for. Yo, kudos to him. He didn't let anything slide by, dude. He didn't let well, he's so anything fast. slide by. They're, yeah. They're so fast. So they're, they're playing to his strength. So they're like, hey, like if he, he's kind of like playing back off a little bit and he's like, okay, go ahead. Like you'll catch it. But I, the second that ball touches your hand, like I am on you. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So I, those guys are looking good, especially in the roles of like two and three type uh, cornerback options. So kudos to them to, to playing so well. But John, let's let's really start diving into this and let's start getting into what before we're gonna talk about Sam Darnold. Um I don't know if yeah. you want to do that now or do you want to get into like the no, offense. Let's, just talk about defense the offense. First. let's get let's get into the yeah. let's get into the offense a little bit just because it's gonna get it's gonna get a little messy uh once we start talking about um the quarterback play and and the media and the fans and the number one pick and stuff like that. So let's let's kind of push that uh, a little bit. Let's just talk about how impressive and I'm gonna say it. How impressive of a game that was, like, on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Every call was good. And even the Adam Gase calls. Like, you you know what I'm saying? The same Adam Gase calls that were being called. Like, they were, they were smooth as hell, man. They were smooth. And from my humble, you know, amateur observations, of course we know about Mekhi Becton, right? Of course we know about right. number 77 on the left. Dude, George Font... Is the most underrated player I think on the New York Jets. He he was an absolute tank yesterday. Um, and and to be honest with you, when I kind of went back and looked at it, we, we've been mentioning him week to week. And every time he plays, the Jets have one of those games that the, we talk about how the Jets played well. But you know what I mean? They made a mistake mm-hmm. here, made a mistake there. It just didn't work out. But every time George Font played, we played well. And we have him for a couple of years. He's still he's still signed on for a couple of years. We can get rid of him for not, for not a crazy dead cat, but he's still he's on the books for a couple for a couple of years. So, I, I I really like that. We we got absolutely killed because Aaron Donald was eating our guards. Right. We yes. we, we have no we have no interior O line, and anytime we were able to pull someone, or if Makai was able to get his hands on Aaron Donald, they made him look like a little baby, which was honestly like. Like made my feeling, made my heart man. melt. <laughs> yeah, best feeling in the world, which is why like this game. Like I get the whole tank perspective, but if you're looking from a development standpoint, like seeing Makai Becton just like do that to Donald, that just look. We've seen him go up against uh, Bosa's, and we've seen him go up against Donald this year. Donald this year. I, I mean, think about it. We had the hardest well, strength of schedule, right? That's what we're talking about here, right? We had the hardest is, strength of and schedule, the, and he yeah, exactly. murdered every single game he played. And he's going against top tier defensive linemen, and he's and he's crushing it, man, as a rookie. So when that when people were saying that this kid is a Hall of Famer, you know, when they're saying like the way he moves his feet, the way he's able to get his hands on the chest plates and just push guys back, and how he can just understand like what the defense is trying to do by their movement, right? If he understands they're trying to go inside, he understands how to use his body to leverage people. It's 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 phenomenal to see and getting to to Fant because he doesn't get the same love you know he is on that people were questioning about him because he came from Seahawks he wasn't the Seahawks he wasn't a starter but dude this is this is a good this is what we say is a good signing by Douglas because we got Font on the cheap for a total of three years when we got him and he is not your he's not your solution but he's a good stopgap in between because quite honestly if we're going to look at the line and what the if we're looking at all five guys from centers guards and tackles the least 
probably the least important one, even though the edge is important to contain, is the right tackle. You know what I mean? Because what you want to do is usually have guards pulling left and right. Obviously, the left is going to pull right or whatever direction you want to go, depending on the play. But you want your interior line to be set, and the the, the right tackle position can be filled. That's because very few quarterbacks are left-handed. So it's not the blind side. The quarterback can see that coming and just make a move. That's why. Um, but your interior line to protect the A, B, and C gaps, those are the most important stuff. And Fant, just right now, he's a good stopgap option. And when we have him back there, when we have him in, I should say, and he's not missing, you see that this line plays differently. It's more middling than it is just abysmal when we don't have him. You know what I mean? And you yeah. don't have to formulate everything to go through the left. Yeah, so... So I, I agree with you on your on your general you know scheme evaluation of a right tackle, but when it comes to the Jets, the right tackle is so important, and I'll tell yes. you why. Because they it, it's like the Darrell Revis effect where they're now like J- Bosa you were talking about specifically, right? I can recall it. He was he, li- he was lining up against Beckton right for in the, like the first quarter. I think like the first two series, and he's like, "Yo, why why would I do this, yo? I have." A doga on the other side. Fine, I wasn't playing. He's like, I yeah. got a doga on the right side. I'm just gonna line up over there, and like, even though my technique is gonna be a little off, or it's not gonna be, you know, my my strength. Like, I'm gonna figure this out, and I'm gonna kill Idoga, and that's what happened. So, I, I, I generally, yes, I agree with you. Like, if 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 the right tackle is like whatever, a little bit average, and the, and like nobody's scheming, a, you know, away from the left tackle, it's not a problem. But our right tackle has to be Cromartie. You know what I mean? They they have 100%. to be able to they have to be able to hold it down, and that's why we we need someone like Font. But we are gonna need a depth right tackle because the best availability, you know, the best ability is availability, and right. It's scary. Like if we were if we were like a, say like we were making a run right now, and like he would be oh, out next week. You know what I'm saying? Like if he's It'd out be, next week, it, it's over. Like it, it, like it's a ba- it's a bad game. You know what I mean? It's it's nightmarish. Us. Yeah, no, it's totally nightmarish when you start thinking of it that way. And I agree with you, but it's only because like the right tackle is important, as you already pointed out, because this is the Jets. We don't have solid guard play, so we need the best that we can, and we just know it's all gonna be funneled inside because our center, like McGovern's okay. You know, we're gonna have to upgrade at center. We're gonna have to definitely upgrade at guards at the guard positions and uh yeah so right now the right tackle wyatt davis from ohio state that's my right guard baby that is my right guard i'm i I have my eyes on him with i mean i don't think we're going to be able to be able to get him with the seattle pick who knows let's see how the season plays out and like how it falls but wyatt davis is my right guard of the future hopefully yeah man i mean we definitely need because it's just right now we're just funneling everything in the middle on the O-line, that's where, you know, it's hard for Sam or it'd be for even if we even if we did get a Trevor Lawrence, no one could be able to get a pass off if everything's just being funneled inside because it's so hard to it's so hard to escape when everything's just coming in a straight line. That's why when I say the right tackle coming in at the edge, you can see it coming. You can just take a step up. You can you can circle out. There's so many different ways for that angle is easier to evade than someone coming straight at you. Um which Absolutely. is what football is. Football is a game of angles. Yeah. It, it's Dude. a game of angles. So that, I, I that's all that, I'm saying. I love that. I honestly love that you brought that up, man, because speaking of angles, <laughs> Sam Darnold absolutely tore up this defense. He, 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 he honestly, he was precise. Like he wasn't, he wasn't doing anything crazy, mm-hmm. but the calls were good. 
He still wasn't making audibles, but he was making some motions. All right, I noticed some motions. I'll give him that, but he just makes everybody look good. Like even, like of course Crowder is gonna get his usual. But listen, Herndon, Herndon, Herndon made an appearance. We had a Herndon signing. He's alive Ooh. and well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm re- think about it, dude. Like everybody knows Gase is gone. Gase knows Gase is gone. Like now it's these players are playing for next year. Like Herndon is trying to be on the squad next year. You know what I mean? Mims looks like a like a real football player. Like when I watch Mims, I'm just like, wow. Like he is a real receiver. And honest to God, like if in a nutshell, if I'm watching that game yesterday and you're watching Sam Darnold, I cannot objectively see how you don't think he's a great court like a good a good a good. I'll give a him good, good. Qu- like like a twelve to fifteen quarterback. Like I, I don't I don't understand. Like how can you what? like Derek Carr over this guy? Like if you're just watching, please, or like Jared Goff or Derek Carr. Like what are we talking Dude. about? You know what I mean? It's not even a competition. Like I'm taking Darnold over these guys ten out of ten times. So like it just that stuff like actually drives me bananas. Yeah, I mean we're not gonna full. I, I guess we're gonna still wait to fully get into Darnold. But if we're gonna talk about the offensive side of Darnold. What he did this game, I know it was 203 yards, one touchdown. It didn't look great. It wasn't flashy, like a 300-yard performance, which you would love to see from Darnold. But let's also be real. What Look at what we have for a second and just expect that we got 203 yards. He played really well. The O-line played, played okay. It wasn't great. There was still a lot of pressure coming up the middle to come out and get him, but he had to roll out. But he did step into the pocket. He did make throws, and when the line was – giving him time to throw, he was making on the money passes. I don't care what I don't care how much Darnold bothers you. I don't care how much you think Darnold should just get out of here and we should get Trevor Lawrence. I'll t- I'll t- I'll agree with you. Like we should get Trevor Lawrence if we get the opportunity. Because at this point in Sam Darnold's career, you just don't know. But we already got the win, so we're locked in for the second right now because uh who is it who who won the Bengals one? So Bengals helped us out get that second lock. Yeah. All right. So now yeah, it's only yeah. between the one and two at this point. But I don't know how you can look at what Darnold did and say, wow, this guy is trash. Or say it and was say like Justin an underwhelming Field game. out loud. Or Zach Wilson out loud. How can you watch that game and out loud literally on purpose, like with conviction, say the Mormon Mahomes and Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, the guy who is hanging out in Ohio State, should should be drafted number two if the Jets so happen to get the number two pick. Now, how? How is that possible? The Explain. Mormon Mahomes. Please stop. I don't want to hear that nonsense. Look, look, and here's the thing with quarterbacks in college, okay? The game is much slower. The defense is pretty much non-existent. Everyone's throwing for, like, these crazy yardage. Don't co- Mahomes was great in college because he was doing things at an NFL level by the way he was completing passes, all right? Don't tell me this guy from BYU. The last guy from BYU that was good was who? Uh, Steve Young? All right. Case <laughs> yeah, closed. I don't think and that, then uh, and then we don't even need to go into Ohio. We don't even need to go into Ohio State quarterbacks. Please, we don't need to do this right now. Uh, yeah, Rice is gonna be really mad. Rice is gonna be mad at us. That's why yo, we got Wyatt Davis. Wyatt Davis, Ricey, we like him. Right card. Don't talk to us about Justin Fields. <laughs> don't just don't. I don't want to hear it. I I do not want to hear it. You watch this game today and you say, okay, what happens if we give Darnold an O-line, right? And if we give him an offensive line to stand behind to complete passes that we just saw against the Rams. And and a head coach, a head coach. And a head coach that, you know, plays to his strengths. So you get to see what you saw today. Maybe and an offensive on. coordinator. Who knows? Maybe a quarterback's coach. It's, we can get crazy out here. This is going to be a little side tangent because uh, these guys – 
so these guys uh, who are Jets fans over at the Middle Initial Podcast, they put out a question for Jets Twitter. And they asked, and this was the question that they had. And I want to get your opinion on it, John, uh, because I replied to it. Uh, they, the question is, if the tables were flipped and Sam Darnold was drafted into this Bills system, would he be having as much success as Josh Allen now? How good or bad would Josh Allen be with Adam Gase? And my response was, is that, would Darnold be good in the Bills system? Yes, because one, Gase is a terrible head coach. Two, the Bills designed their offense to fit around Allen, and they do the same for Darnold. And I said, we saw last year what happened when Darnold told Gase that he wanted to run certain plays and he went on a 6-2 and two run. Now, someone responded and say, yeah, well, we play trash teams. And my response to that is, well, guess what? If you're playing trash teams, you better damn well win if you're playing trash teams. So that response, when someone tells me that last year's like schedule, we were playing trash teams, uh, good. We should be beating trash teams then. Like, what, what, what the hell type of response is that? That, that makes no sense to me. Like, oh, well, they were playing trash teams. So should they not have one? Like, are you telling me Darnold is better than being on a trash team? That's essentially what you're telling me. So don't come at me with like, yeah, but they had a trash like end of season schedule playing like Raiders, Bengals, whoever. Like that, that makes no sense. Honestly, makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, well, l- l- let's break that down into two parts. Like one, I agree with you. Like it is definitely lazy to bring up an argument, okay, but who they play, what's their schedule like? Like, we already knew that coming into the argument about their schedule. So if you tell, you know what I'm saying? Like, he won games, he's good. You can't really just say, oh, it's because he played bad teams. His head coach was Adam Gase. Where does that factor into it? Okay, <laughs> so um, that, that, that's, on, that's on that point. But if you ask me if, if what would happen if they would switch, I think the same exact thing would happen. I think that the Jets would be one and thirteen, and I think the Sam Donald would be winning the division with the Bills. Like that's exactly yeah. what I think would be happening. And I, I, I honestly, Donald is just as prone to turnovers as Josh Allen. I would say less, right? Yeah, but okay. I would say le- a, a little bit less to, to like prone to turn. First of all, Donald like he he, he kind of it's kind of like lax, right? Like he could just like. Hey man, like you know, like why not? Like I might as well just like throw it up to Perryman for forty-five yards and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like that stuff kind of like plays into it. You know, uh, not yesterday, not in the Rams game, but that was happening. Like in the lull of this season, like there were definitely series and throws where I'm watching Sam Donald. I'm like, dude, why in the hell would you throw that pass? Or like, what were you thinking when that would, when that was happening? The one the one similarity, I would say that. Sam Donald and Josh Allen share is that the offense is really built on running mm-hmm. and then on your first option. After okay. that, it kind of gets dicey, right? Like, with it, like with, after it goes from like the scripted place to Diggs or it goes from like the scripted place to Crowder, like it just gets dicey. Like, yeah, you'll get some stuff here and there to this guy, this guy. But like, it really, so like the coaching is so underrated. Uh, when we talk about the development of a quarterback and the development of a team and how it goes, like honestly, like we have a better offensive line than the Bills. Like they're, they're decent. Like our guards are the worst in probably NFL history. Like I don't know if that's an exaggeration because like I don't you know know about every offensive line, but like they are the most like what Pat Elfin really is like a band aid and thank God for him. Like he he's making us look like decent, but I mean Andrews is 
It's yeah. not. It's not. It's, it's it's unwatchable. It's really un. It's it's, it's really unwatchable. So it, it, it is. It, the coaches are so underrated in football. When you talk about gate, like Gates, dude. Oh, I mean, like he has he hasn't won a game in the division in like it feels like eight years. <laughs> right? It feels this season feels like eight years. I, I mean, but what's, I like, like we keep going back to this, right? What we'll, we'll to look at Alex Smith? Everyone had Alex Smith written off, and I'm not saying Alex Smith is a great quarterback, but he they got Harbaugh in there, and then he transformed him. You know, people complained about Kaepernick, but Kaepernick played well under Harbaugh. We look at Ryan Tannehill with Adam Gase, but yet he goes over to uh, Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans, and now we think. Ryan Tannehill is like some freaking good court. And like, these are all guys that just need good coaching, guys who can plan around the skill sets that these guys can do. And that's the difference between Adam Gase. He wants a quarterback to fit his system instead of working around a quarterback. We can look at Lamar Jackson too. Lamar Jackson is someone who needs a system fit around him. That's what Harbaugh, that's what John Harbaugh is doing. Uh, It's not, it's, this is not that complex that coaching leads to like good talent development. So when someone says, would it be the same situation? It's like, hell yeah, the quarterbacks are like, I agree with you that Darnold's a little bit more prone to turnover heavy, but it'd be the same situation. They're not, between Allen and Darnold, I think when they both came into the league, they're probably equal at talent. And now we just see what happens when, you know, what the Bills do. They use Josh Allen's legs because he's a good runner. They use that frame of his because he could take on, he could take hits. On top of that, they like to, they got, they got, Playmakers for him like Diggs, you got Brown, you got Cole Beasley in a slot who can just do all they can just they just fit around him to do so many different things and they get him out of the pocket because he's comfortable outside of the pocket. So I, I just don't, I don't Knox, see how, you can tell me Knox is better than Herndon. Like you know what I mean? Like it's the yeah, same weapons, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's it, it, it's not that far off, man. It's really not that far off. And honestly, like I think Mims could be just like Stefan Diggs. Like yeah. Denzel Mims could be just like Stephon Diggs. And so we're not that far off as a team. The difference, too, is that the Bills actually have a freaking good O-line, and we don't. And, like, so when I saw that question, someone was just telling me, like, oh, well, they were playing trash teams. Team, or it's like, it's like, oh, well, Josh Allen's just better. It's like he got coached, man. He got coached up, exactly. and that's what it was. That's what it comes that's down it. to. But And when you see games like this, and game back to what we're talking about today for this offense, we'll wrap up the offense – uh, is that you saw the talent in Sam Darnold, okay? We see it there, you know? We, we just, it's it's there. It's like, go back and watch the film. Go tell, go watch this game again and tell me that he's terrible. I, I, I'd, I'd call you crazy if you tell me that he's just that terrible and you think that he's just a wash. This is not Christian Ponder that we're talking about here. Like, Darnold actually has, like, he, he, he has talent. Just, he just needs someone to help develop him. And he just needs an O-line. That's really what it is. But let's finish up this offense. Uh, Frank Gore, I know you pointed out um, that he was getting crucial yards, right, at certain times. It, the the stats don't look great, but stats are only good to a certain extent. You also had to watch the game. He was getting you key first downs. He was trying to pound it in. Granted, me, I thought I thought that the 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 first that his rushing touchdown was a little. Eh. I was like, come on, guys. <laughs> We're doing the dive like way too many times. Let's let's figure this out or switch it up. But eventually, they, they, he did get it. Um, solid game for Frank Gore. Really like what Ty Johnson was showing, and he's a third year, third year player. So and we have him for a little while. Uh, I like what Ty jo- Johnson's showing. He's yeah. a little mobile. He can catch. He he him made the first Ryan. touchdown. Him and P Ryan can stay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They can they can hang out together. Like and we'll probably draft another running back. You know to to be to like lead the. The three-headed spear, like that's fine with me. Like I'm okay with that. That those, those three will be nice on my squad. 
Yeah, I like Ty Johnson. I think he's a good like change of pace back. He's got the size to take on contact. You saw what he did to get the touchdown. Um, stiff arming, lowering the shoulder. Uh, he has nice hands. We need like a true starting running back, but that's something that you can address in the draft, as you pointed out. And then our receivers played really well, man. Between Barrios, Crowder, Mims, uh, Perriman, like everyone was making crucial catches. Also, Darnold, uh, Darnold was getting them, like. In, into like in their pockets i think the one that killed me the most was that that broken play where barrios should have had it like that was so on the money by darnold man that was an easy I know, touchdown dude i was I, I was like ready to compliment barrios so much like during the game i'm watching him i'm like damn like he looks so good he's in the right spots like he's creating open players even though he's like not getting the ball and then that drop i was like ah man you just like gotta make those you know what i mean that like that's what separates like you know, he's a niche he's a niche player. You know what I mean? Yes. Like everybody knows. So like what separates him from like what separates like a Cole Beasley from a Berrios is that Cole Beasley's making that catch. You know what I mean? So he's he's a, he just has to make he has to make it. For sure, man. And like he'll get there at some point. Um, you know, I like what he is. He's if we don't keep Crowder for the foreseeable future after next year, we have his um we have his uh his backup, you know what I mean? The guy. I don't, I don't know about all that. I don't know about no, all no, no, that. No, no, I'm just but... saying. I'm not saying he's going to be exactly a crowd. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just yeah. saying like he's he could just slide right in, whether You're it's right. a stopgap option or like if he can still develop. Like he's tough. He's gritty. He's uh, he's like that uh lesser version of Julian Edelman right now, like a West yeah. Walker type of dude who just he makes he makes the catches. He, he he's got good hands within the five to ten yard uh, routes, yep. and then he'll get you some yaks. And yep. from there, that's really it. That's all you really need. You need someone who could, and I don't need him to be the flashy, like juke everybody. Can you catch the ball and get a few yards extra? That's all Julian Edelman and Wes Welker did. It wasn't anything flashy. They just lowered their shoulder and put it in. Yeah, and and I mean, when you really when you really get into it, this whole thing with the Jets this week was really about converting on third downs and stopping them on third downs, and that's where the big that's where the big plays are made, and that's where players like that. Um, really come in handy, like Crowder, or as you said, Berrios was slipping in. And he was doing that, honestly, during the season. Like, we we tend to forget right? everything, right? Like, we, were, we like, erased every, the entire season, right, once this win came. Like, all, we can't think back one minute before, you know, this game. Um, but let's just, um, I guess, end with the, with the game and talk about the last phase, which is special teams. Braden Mann, who we've been, we kind of had spotted as our, Going to be our best rookie. We had an amazing rookie class, so we won't even have to talk about that. But he's just another shining spot. He had a game-saving tackle, dude. And that was a hell of a tackle. I, I know people are mad about it. I know, I know everyone's like, oh, wow, this, that, the other for the number one pick. When I was watching that, like, even when, like, that's my dad. I was watching it with my dad. As soon as he made the tackle, I was I went nuts. I was like, that was it was sick. Like he like saved the game. You know what I mean? Like just forget everything for a second. Like he just saved the ball game. You know for his team for for you know he doesn't give a he could nobody cares about your stupid number one pick. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't emphasize that enough. So I really just like I know like, we're we're into it now, Alex. I can't hold it anymore. Like I'm just so sick of I'm just so sick of like. Because we're okay. Let, let's be let's be honest, right? Let's be frank. Me and you during the season, we're like, oh, do we want to win a game? Do we want the number one pick? Like we're going back and forth. You know what I mean? Like during the season, hey, that you know, and we're we're kind of joking, right? Because like when we're watching, like when the, when it happened to the Raiders, for example, 
right? When that when that happened to the Raiders, that was a perfect game for me because we played so well all game, and then like something bad happened in the end. Like we we still kept the the number one spot, but like we played well, like with cohesion. It was okay for me. I, I was happy with it. Dude, the Rams game, we killed in all phases of the game. Like, we murdered it. We, we killed the Rams. Like, how can you not be happy and impressed watching that game? Like, if you're mad, even 1%, like, I hate you. Like, literally, if you're mad about the Jets winning this game or at any point, or don't, like, I, 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 like, I don't care about your opinion or your thoughts about the Jets at all. Like, 0%. I, you know, I agree with you. Here's my, and here's my thing about fans wanting to tank i hate tanking with a passion like i get it in the nfl like it's not like the nba where tanking really doesn't make any sense because that's a lottery and it's all percentages you could bottom out you had before they changed it to like cap it at like 14 percent. it was at 25 percent. so you had like a you had a quarter of a shot to go get the number one pick where it's like okay fine but you know what even when you looked at the nba and this is a sidetrack Cavs still sucked wolves still suck i don't care who got the number one pick the sun still sucked like, it did not matter. NFL, it still does not matter if you tank. If we had Trevor Lawrence on a shitty team for four years, what the hell does that make? Granted, we have a lot of draft capital now, so that could have changed everything. That could change a lot. But you can't create a winning culture by consistency, consistently losing. Like, you have to be as, fan, as a fan base. I get it. It's a generational quarterback. You want this guy. Sure. You can't go into the season saying let's tank and then be upset like that the, the players want the players want a game. You should want your players to win. You should want a competitive culture. Like we've seen guys who are generational quarterbacks. Like you can look at Deshaun Watson. How far has Deshaun Watson gone? Okay, how far has he gone? Like honestly, Trevor Lawrence is Deshaun Watson. Like I, I, that, I he is. Like, and, and 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 that's and that's great. Like I, I would like him, you know what I mean, and you know what I'm yeah. saying? if he falls, like I would like Deshaun Watson. He's better than Sam Darnold. I agree but, with everyone. But and here's the thing, and here's the thing about this, right? We look at generational quarterbacks. What's also on the other side of a generational quarterback? A freaking great head coach. Okay, <laughs> head coach, head head coach. Co- and Pat Mahomes doesn't win without Andy Reid. Tom Brady doesn't win without Bill Belichick. I don't care what you say. If we had a, if we had Trevor Lawrence and you tell me Adam Gase was still here, I don't give a shit of what you had to say. We still suck, all right? You had Bill O'Brien, we still suck. You don't believe me? Go get Deshaun Watson. You could have told me, oh, yeah, sure, but they made the playoffs and yada, yada, yada. Look at the division. Look at how the rest of the AFC was during that time period. Now the AFC South is actually competitive with the Titans and the Colts and Deshaun Watson. You had Bill O'Brien. They were sucking, like, terribly, okay? And, he's a gen- and that's a generational quarterback. So, so... We can't. It has to be both. It's. It, it comes from so many places, right? It's. Does the organization know how to develop and keep a good culture? Does the head coach know how to develop a quarterback and just develop players in general? Is the player actually really good? Like John Harbaugh, one with freaking Joe Flacco. We had Peyton. We saw Peyton Manning win two. First one is the one that really counted uh, against the Bears. But like what? After that, what? Like that was a generational quarterback. How many did he win? It, Everyone thinks generational quarterback and they go to Tom Brady, but we have to also think like that's also in tandem with like Bill Belichick. All right. So let's let's be real on expectations we're getting like a generational quarterback because you can have a generational quarterback and guess what? You're still a losing team. You don't get there. Look at Dan Marino. Dan Marino was a generational quarterback. What did he get? You had John Elway, who's a generational quarterback, went to six Super Bowls, came out with two. Like, come on, guys. Like, let's be real. Let's be real. Like, you don't need the greatest quarterback to win a Super Bowl. 
all right? You just need a solid good quarterback, and you really what you need is a solid team and good head coaching. People say football is the ultimate team sport, and I 100% agree because it requires everyone to make to do their job, right? In unison, at, at, at one motion. No one player like basketball can make the, make the team better. Everyone has to play as a unit. So if we had a generational quarterback and you had the rest of the unit suck, makes no difference. I don't care what you say. Want Trevor Lawrence as much as you guys, but it, it just doesn't make a difference. We, we got to keep it 100, John. We just have to keep it 100. Yeah, I mean, that was perfect. Like, yes. And in conclusion, you could have separate thoughts that are they, they, they don't actually have anything to do with each other, right? Like Trevor Lawrence, very good. Deshaun, he is equal to Deshaun Watson. One thought. Like Sam Darnold, very like let's say good, right? Because let's, let's not let's not use the let's not use the V, right? Let's not say that because like, but that's a qualifier because of the head coach. Like you have to you have to qualify it because like th- that just is the situation. Third of all, and if we're being honest about ourselves, you know, going kind of like wishy washy a little bit during the season about whether we want to win or not. You know, because we're kind of maybe counting on the Jaguars to slip in a win here or there. They had, like, a couple two-point losses, a couple three-point losses. Now they're benching James Robinson, which is annoying. Um, they got Minshew in. So, I mean, they're still kind of trying to win, but benching James Robinson for no reason kind of makes me think that they kind of want Trevor Lawrence now that they're pinned into the slot. But if you remember, we were talking, number one, number one, we take Trevor Lawrence and trade Sam Darnold away, and we'd kind of be upset about it. We'd give him away for like a second or third round to someone who's really going to need him, like Denver, Indy, Chicago, Tampa, <laughs> you know, and and they're like, you know, New Orleans, like whoever gets an injury or, they're you know, they're right there, and he would kill it, right? Not, not necessarily in Detroit. He's not going to go kill it in Detroit. We know that, you know? Um, so, like, we... We were, that's a one scenario. And the second scenario was we get the number two pick and we trade down. Because somebody like, somebody silly, I'm going to say like Washington wants another Ohio State quarterback and they trade up, you know, for Justin Fields. Or someone does something like that, you know, who's desperate for a quarterback. and if, Or Detroit, you know what I mean, if they're going to move off Stafford or something of that nature. Um, and in that case, if we could even get more draft stock capital like you were saying on top of what we have and it's gonna be a huge stock because we're going for the number two pick and it's a quarterback now not getting trevor lawrence was actually the best thing that's ever happened to the jets not because of trevor not because of not having trevor lawrence per se but because sam donald is good plus we now have all this draft stock you know what i mean to get a chase from lsu if we're getting more picks up there you know to make sure we get Wyatt Davis as a right guard. You know what I'm saying? We still have the Seattle first-round pick. And then we have our number two on top of the second round. Like, you see how our staff does with drafting, dude. Like, it's it's no secret. We're amazing at drafting. Like, I, I'm going to come out and say, like, our signings are, are 50-50. They're 50-50. Our draft picks, we're hitting 75%, man. And anyone will tell you, Alex, if you're going 75% with your gambles, dude, you are a million, like you are a millionaire, dude. Like, bro, like we're, we're, we're hitting pretty good. Like we're, we're doing well. Dude, and that's it, man. And this is, and this is where like, this is, you know, I, I want to get, I want to get in onto this too. Right. 
and I agree with you. We should trade the second round pick and get as much haul because we should not take those quarterbacks. First like round. this is, oh, uh, first round. Se- se- second, se- yeah, first round, second round pick. The second, the second pick overall, second overall pick. Sorry, the second overall pick. Uh, first round, second overall pick. We should trade back. Don't need it. Don't take the quarterback because guess what? If you're not really sold on any quarterbacks, wait. If you're if you're not sold on Darnold, at least you know what you have in Darnold. Get some more assets. Keep developing this roster for once you get that chance to get the quarterback, all right? Keep building up the assets. The quarterback is going to come at some point. If you're not getting Trevor Lawrence, why get rid of a guy who could be exactly like Sam Darnold or even less than at the second round, at the second at the second overall pick? That makes no sense. That, that, just get assets and move forward for it. I know at some point you're going to say, well, when do we start winning games? When do we start doing this? Well, you keep Sam Darnold for two years. You improve the talent. Let him work with something, develop a culture, and you know what? Maybe you can draft a quarterback because, hold on, where was Pat Mahomes found? Where was Deshaun Watson found? Where was Russell Wilson found? It's not these first overall picks, man. It's not these first overall picks. Peyton Manning is the fir- is like one of the very few first overall picks to win a Super Bowl, okay, for a quarterback. Like, at some point, you will get the chance to get those type of guys. But also, if you can draft well, too, it doesn't matter then, right? If we have a guy who can draft well, maybe you find a quarterback in the third like you did at Russell Wilson. Maybe you find it later in the first round, okay? And you keep that asset so you can move up to go get those guys. It's not always the first overall pick that's going to be that guy, a quarterback, that's going to do it for you. And then the other thing I want to say is that if someone's complaining about Darnold, and I'm just saying you need a good team, right? Let's look at all the other quarterbacks who've made the Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Jared Goff. Uh, we have all these guys who are just like who've made the Super Bowl appearance, who've had a Super Bowl appearance. Matt Ryan, whatever you want to consider him. Um, they, yes, they Trent didn't Dilfer. win, but the, Trent Dilfer. Well, he won. But I'm Jason just saying, Collins. guys. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying these guys made it, right? Like these guys just made it. Like that's all you need is just to make it. Anything can happen in the NFL. It's called it's any given Sunday for a reason. Like. The good thing about like an elite quarterback like a Tom Brady, which is once in a lifetime, and we don't even know if Trevor Lawrence is even going to be that type of level, right? We don't even know if that's we don't even know what his ceiling is. He just has a high ceiling. But we saw with Peyton Manning, right? And he only got two rings. One of them is like truly won the first one. The second one was more so on the defensive end. So that's all I want to say, man. It's just don't like I know Donald isn't playing well. Look at the coach. Look at the team. Look at everything around it. Really, really evaluate the quarterback like as a whole with everything going around and let's just not just stop like getting so locked in on just let's get the first overall pick like it's going to solve something it's more than one pick it's a whole team it's the 53-man roster that's going to solve the problem not that one dude okay he adds to the culture he adds to it but it's not just him yeah well that that Peyton Manning ring was because of Gase right (laughs) yeah totally 100 percent (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah right. that's what i've been told yeah same yeah right they won the second last time i checked when Peyton won the second one it, he was just throwing accurate darts all over the place and it wasn't von miller who won mvp right that right is that is that what I, is that what i'm getting here i'm pretty sure it was adam gase <laughs> yeah you're right uh, um but yeah i mean that that really wraps it up i'm i'm really excited for this squad man i'm really happy that they got the win um well, what, i am terrified of this sunday dude we're gonna get absolutely washed after getting our first w um dude. versus cleveland i really think we're gonna get washed first of all how is my sleeper team the browns <laughs> <laughs> nobody's sleeping anymore man dude they are i don't even know what's going on the cleveland browns are good 2020 is that type of year if they win the Super Bowl, man, 
My goodness gracious. Chill out, I'd, chill out. Let's not get that far. Are they going to cover the I'm not, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Can you imagine, <laughs> though? Can you imagine? Uh, do I think the Jets are going to cover the 10? No, no, no. The, are the Browns going to cover the 10? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, I do think so as well. Dude, that their defense is just crazy. Um, and Stefanski. As long as Garrett, Garrett I, I don't know, because, like, that's the thing now, man. And that's what's so cool. Like, it used to be. Like, oh, no, Bosa's coming up. What are we going to do? And now it's like, oh, Bosa's coming up. That's fine. Like, what else? You know what I'm saying? Like, who's? I'm more worried about, like, Akeem X and Fletcher Cox. You know what I mean? Than I am about Bosa. You know what I mean? I'm more worried about Aaron Dott, like, the interior guys. Like, I'm, I'm, worried, I'm more worried about those guys, which is, like, a, a sigh of relief, honestly, um, at this point. So, which is cool. It's just weird. But, like, Miles Garrett doesn't scare the hell out of me like he should. You know, you, so if Becton handles Garrett. Yo, get for, actually hold on one minute before we even get before we even finish this uh, this preview of the Browns game. How disgusting is it that Becton didn't make the Pro Bowl? Oh, I was hold, I was holding that for a bit because he is my R.J. Barrett of next year, where when he gets his snub, like the R.J. Barrett got his uh, rookie snub. Becton got his Pro Bowl snub. Like, look look out for number 77 in year two, yo. We're going to absolutely dominate. That's what's so crazy, yo. I know we're the laughing stock. I know, I know it all. But, like, especially if we stay with number two, especially if we don't get Trevor Lawrence and we, we are, like, deemed to be, like, the ultimate joke, right? And, like, this and that. We ruined everything because we got our, our one, you know, quote-unquote meaningless win, da-da-da-da-da. Um, it's going to be so interesting how much we dominate next year. Like, if we, like, have all these draft picks and we draft down, get a couple guards, get a, just, like, one one cornerback maybe, you know, a wide receiver one. Just a, a linebackers come Something. back. Just somebody comes back. Yeah. You know, a linebackers come back. Maybe a pass rusher here and there. And we're good to go. Yeah, like it's crazy. No, I hear it. It's so crazy. I'm, all, I'm I'm hesitant to say uh, was it to to dominate just because like that's just dude. Such Becton, a, Becton year two is gonna dominate. That's what I'm saying. He's gonna he absolutely he, he will dominate. Not the I don't, I'm not saying the team yet. I'm like the, yeah, he yeah, will yeah. dominate. I'm just saying he, like, but you have a dominant left tackle. It just changes life. You know 100%. what I mean? It just it just changes everything. It's just like yo, you're not gonna touch Sam Darnold, and if you have a right tackle who can also play football, like it's just like dude, like. We're good to go. And now players who are not so good end up looking good a la Matt Castle. You know what I mean? Like Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo. Like all those guys. Now it's like, oh, like, oh, what, what Matt, Matty Flynn with Green Bay. You know what I mean? Like all these guys, Dude. like when they have it, when they have a when they have an offensive line, they just they look like good football players. You know what I'm hey. trying to say? Yeah, man. And hey, Jack Prescott. Speaking- you don't think Dude. Sam Donald's better than Dak Prescott? Like, give me a, give me a break. Seriously, like, kill me now oh, wait, if you don't think wait. that Dak Prescott is better than Sam Donald. Wait a minute. Isn't Aaron Rodgers a generational quarterback? Like, I get these guys win Super Bowls, but how many does he, he have? Is, he is. He is. I, I love Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's got <laughs> he one, one, right? He's got yeah. one. Oh, okay. Uh, who who's coaching? Mike McCarthy. Oh, okay. So coaches do matter too. I'm just making sure. I'm just ch- I'm just checking all these boxes, man, just to make sure everyone's on the same page. But. But yeah, to, it looks like we were right to, about to, this one thing, man. It looks like we were right about this one thing. Sam Darnold knew that if he wins one game, he gets a $50, 60000000 million extension and he keeps his job as a starting quarterback of the dude, New York Jets. Like, 
what, what, what more motivation does a human being need at work, dude? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, dude, just like you're at work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to study for this one test you have on Sunday. If you pass one of them, you have 16 tries. You get a $50 million contract for the next like four or five years. And to keep your starting job, if you do well, you get even more money. What else do you want? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like oh, you're so stupid for, for, want, like, for wanting to win or, or this and that. Like, tank, you should be tanking. What are you talking about, dude? I got like fifty million dollars on the line if I just throw a couple of nice balls tomorrow. It's crazy. Did, you know what I mean? Wait, I, I'm just curious though, too, right? Didn't the Browns also tank for so long? Didn't the Lions suck for so long? And like they got top picks. Where are they at? I'm just I just want to know. I just want to know where this this whole everyone thinks it's like a full th- like full thorough like thought process, but uh you know, I like Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford is a really good quarterback. But uh, uh, going off the rails at this point, let's finish up with this with the Browns. I don't see the Jets doing anything against the Browns. Really, like I think defensively, especially if you don't have Q Will, it's going to be an, it's not going to be nightmares. But Nick Chubb's going to get his way. Kareem Hunt's going to get his way. Um, our our corners are going to be interested to see how we take on Landry and all those guys. Uh, it's going to be another. Difficult run for our defense, especially with the line. Like, we were lucky. The way, like, because Q Will left so late against the Rams, like, he he was in there long enough to cause havoc, but we saw the Rams coming back once he went out. And I see the Browns just going to have a good have a good old time against the New York Jets. And then offensively, I know we don't got to worry about Q Will. Everyone else is on that line, man. This is just nightmarish. It's really just nightmarish. That that defense is is solid. Like that defense is too solid. So I don't see this going well. I see the Browns getting more than ten points. So it should be uh it should be it should be it should be <laughs> it's going to be a normal uh, game that we saw at the beginning of this season. You know what I mean? Over this then this win. Yeah, definitely Cleveland and the under. I think the under is at forty seven and a half right now. Definitely take Cleveland and the under. Call it a day. Yep. So all right, and that wraps it up for the Jets portion. Um, for me, Alex, you have anything to add? No, nah, that's that's it for me too. So, uh, let's take a little break, and then uh, we'll come back with the et cetera portion. All right, everyone, and we're back from the break, and for the et cetera portion, we always like to go down the weekend slates. Or now we got three days of games now for football. Right? This is Merry Christmas, baby. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. This is what we get now that we're we're deep into the NFL season. So John and I are going to go through our weekend our weekend slate. So John, kick it off. What game do you want to see? What game do you want to start off with that you want to talk about? Uh, let's start with the, the Christmas game. So we got a 4.30 little, little Friday action going on, NFL, uh, Minnesota at New Orleans. New Orleans is minus seven. They've been looking kind of weird. Um, Primetime weird game. Like, I, I don't know what to expect from uh, Minnesota, but I love their running game. Um, I like the I like the Saints defense. However, I just don't trust them right now. So I kind of like Minnesota plus seven on the money line. Yeah, I'd probably go with Minnesota two at this point just because I like, like you. Dalvin Cook is a beast. That is, he's the juggernaut. Um, <laughs> uh, I like him. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins, this is not a primetime game. So since it is 4.30, or is it primetime since it's like considered? Uh, it's Christmas. Yeah, it's prime. Anything I guess, I, I, guess, I, guess, 
Yeah, it's like four thirty. I'm so used to like prime time being like at night or like on a Monday night. Um, but I guess it is prime time because it's Christmas. Yeah, but so it's, we'll like, see. It's, it's right. It's right in between Golden State, Milwaukee, and uh, Brooklyn, Boston. Like right before the Brooklyn, Boston. It's be, it's be going at the same time as that game on Christmas. So it's prime time. Okay. Okay. Um, so I got. I, I I'm leaning Minnesota as well. I think they're they're in the prime to like really keep it going and uh, make that playoff push. I, I'm in agreement okay. with you. All right, so then we got we got three Saturday games. We got oh, the first, yeah, man. It's like Thanksgiving, dude. We got uh, we got uh, an, uh, and in Thanksgiving fashion, Detroit starting us off in Detroit. We got Tampa uh, at the Lions. Tampa's minus nine and a half. Ronald Jones is out. Um, Detroit looking weird. Kenny Galladay hasn't played in days. Stafford looks tired. But yo, he had some he 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 had some crazy throws last game. Yo, the throw to Marvin Jones in the end zone was absolutely unbelievable. Stafford's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. One of my most un, one of the most underrated quarterbacks of all time. Um, he's just an absolute beast out there. TJ Hawk looks good. I like the Lions like on like a little brother kind of way. Like I, I just like them. I like to watch them. They're fun, but like I don't. I mean, they need they need a new owner. They need new leadership. They need a new coach. Um, that really doesn't have much to do with this game. This is a really a get-right game for Tampa, dude. Tampa has to figure this out. They really have to one o'clock on Saturday. Like they have to, they have to figure this one out, and they have to kill Detroit. Yeah, this is a game that Tampa needs to come back and really make a mark to make that playoff push. This it's now it's now or never for Tampa to really start to get into rhythm and. Do it. I think they will do it just because the defense is. I know it's. Not, I'm not putting Todd Bowles as like the great, but they they're talented as talented enough to get under Detroit and really make a difference. And this is a game for Tom to really come out and show that you know he is still Tom Brady and can still make uh, key plays. I think it's going to be a tight one, and I think Tampa will edge it out. Really? Yeah, just because Matt Stafford likes to sling it, and I think he he's he's always down for a shootout. You know what I mean? Stafford's always down for a shootout, and I'm not. I don't think that Tampa's gonna make all the key defensive stops. I think they'll make the to like to reduce how many yards Detroit will get. But I do think that they will get that one or two play that's needed to go in their favor defensively. So like either interception or a key fumble. That's what I'm thinking. That's why I'm thinking this game's going to come down to. But I think it's going to be a, a decent shooter because Stafford's always down to start slinging. Interesting. So, what do you think about that uh, over on their fifty-four? I think it's going to be over, man. Mm. Cool. I really well, think it's going to be over. I like that. I actually like that. Um, so then, the, the next two games are kind of. I mean, meh. to me, they're meh. But let's you know, like we got San Francisco at Arizona. Um, this is this is a divisional matchup. Yeah, <laughs> Here you go. Arizona minus five and a half. Uh, line is moving uh, towards them. They're the, the favorite. They're open at minus two and a half. Got three points there. Um, what do you think? You think uh, Arizona wins by six or more? I don't think they win by six or more, but they definitely do win in my eyes, just because they had that big win last week. And I think they're another team, man. They're in this. They're in the hunt. They're trying to stay competitive. So. They, need they have to. The they they need high. it. Yeah, it is really high. I think uh, Kingsbury is going to come in here, hype the guys up, um, and it's not going to be a pretty game because both these teams don't play a pretty style of football. But it's 
it's I, I have a feeling that Arizona is going to do it just by hook or by crook. Well, I don't even – who's even starting um, for the 49ers this week at quarterback? I, I mean, but <laughs> is as, it Rosen at this point? Like, I don't even – I honestly don't – I honestly don't know who's starting this week. Uh, as the week goes on, we'll we'll uh, we'll figure it out. But Mullins it honestly, is out. it honestly doesn't matter because the offense still is able to move with the running game, right? So I don't think it really makes a difference that much who's starting a quarterback. They like to ro- they're a run heavy team, so you know. Yeah, I, I'm I excited really to see Josh Rosen, dude. That was the, that was the Sam Darnold class. I know. I want to see him, you know, like, I feel bad for him because he hasn't really had an opportunity to, like, do well. He got shafted out in Arizona. He got shafted down in Miami. So, hopefully he can he do attitude. something. Yeah, he, he has he an does. attitude. That's why. And that's why. But, like, he has, like, that, like, uh, you know. You gotta, that's he, not, he has an attitude. Let's yeah, just yeah, leave it yeah, at that. Yeah, 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 he's got yeah. an attitude. Gotta humble yourself. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, you got you got uh, San Francisco covering there? My, plus five and a half? Yeah, I got, I got, I got him covering. All right, I hate this game. I definitely do not want to bet it. Actually, just moved to five while we're talking. Look at that, some live, some live action. Um, yeah, I guess I'll take San Francisco as well. Um, last game, this would be the prime time, but it's on NFL Network. Um, Miami at Vegas. What, what do you think oh the line my God. is here? What do you think the line is here? It's got to be a touchdown. Two. Uh, Miami. No, Miami got a field goal. Miami's favored by three. Wow. Oh, so but I had the team that, right. They opened that at underdog. In, okay. Okay. I had the team right. I just didn't have the score right. Because they were they were generous uh, last the time. The public I guess. is all over Miami, dude. They won, they love their, the public. Everyone loves Miami. Because it's, it's, tr- it's a true underdog story, man. You have, uh, what's his name? What's the, what's the head coach's name again? Um. Flores, you have uh, Flores, Flores. Brian Flores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have Brian Flores as like this up and coming head coach, disciple of Bill Belichick. He's got this team like galvanized in a terrible AFC East. Now the Bills. And I'm not saying the Bills are a terrible team, but Patriots are out. They're not Kings anymore. It's just kind of a mess with every, with all the other three teams between the Jets, Patriots, and the Dolphins. And the Dolphins are able to now just you know capitalize on uh, a, a weak division. And so everyone's just behind it, which I get why he, they're always favored. I don't know, man. I, it's hard for me to go against an established – who's playing? Is it Tua or is it Fitzpatrick? What's going on here? No, oh, we never know. We never know. We never know what's going on uh, with the Miami quarterback situation. I agree. And honestly, at this point, we're not even sure if Carr or Mariota are going to play. Uh, Carr just had a full practice. Um, so there's that. Oh, I, I, I'm pretty sure – Yeah. Don't put Mariota in here, please. I hope cars at least make it like a decent game because just think about the quarterback play. You don't like Mariota. You're not a fan. I think he's a good backup. I think the issue with, you know, he just didn't do it in Tennessee. I don't think I, there's something wrong there. I don't know what it is, but I, I, there's something Mariota has to fix out if he wants, like iron out if he wants to be a, a decent starting quarterback in the league. I like him as a backup right now, though. I actually yes, wrote an right. article for the Jets, like when it was like we need the Jets needed good backup. I actually had Mariota as a guy I would want the Jets to have it as like a Darnold backup. Yeah, he would be. He would have been a nice uh, backup, little mini Tannehill. Um, honestly, um, 
which is weird because it was backwards, right? But Tua, hmm. he, still, he still has that weird ankle injury, so I'm really not sure if he's playing. Give me, honestly, for, for me here, I, I, I would take Vegas. Um, I think Vegas is going to come back, especially that they had such a letdown last game. Derek Carr uh, probably hurt some people in the, some fantasy playoffs. Not great. Um, give me Vegas and the money line um, there. And that kind of wraps it up for Saturday. Which yeah. jumps us right into Sunday, 1 o'clock, where we have a huge slate, too. I, football's so spread out. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's almost close to an even amount between the 1 o'clock and the 4 o'clock games, but let's start this off. So we got the first one that I have here is Kansas City at Atlanta. I'm sorry, oh, Atlanta, Atlanta. At, at Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, and I think this is an easy one to just choose. Kansas City. Just, yeah, let's get this ball rolling. Atlanta's yeah. done. Yeah, Morris, the, well, because the, the flame is out. Like yeah. the interim coach gets you get you get a couple games and then it's over, dude. They're, yeah, they, one, they're one, two, two three, can, three, Cancun. Yeah. That's it. I like how we're on the same page. <laughs> uh, all right, next one. This is actually going to be a good one. We got the Colts at Pittsburgh. Although it seems, uh, how are you feeling about Indy right now? And and, and the Pittsburgh. This is, a, this, is two, the, this is the game of the week. This is your. These are your two sleepers right here. Yeah, this is the game of the week for me. This is it. Mm. This is a. This is a put up or shut up game, and I think the Steelers are going to be the ones to shut up the Indianapolis Colts. Um, they got a chip on their shoulder. Mike Tomlin is my favorite head coach in the league by far. Love that man. Um, I think that now that they got slapped in the face a couple times, uh, the Steelers, uh, especially last time it was to the Bengals. That one hurts. Um, to Finley, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to swallow at home at night. Seriously, it really, yeah. it really is. Like, that's, that's a tough one. So, um, I do like Indy. They're prone to these upsets, though, right? James Conner's going to be coming back with, with, with mm. full steam ahead. Um, but, dude, they look different when Buckner's and Darius Leonard are healthy, man. I just love the Colts so much. They are different. Uh, I'm, agree- I'm in agreement with you, though. I think it's going to it's it will be the Steelers that come out victorious. They just had a bad loss to the Bengals. That was a trap game. You know that Big Ben and everyone now. This is this is the playoff push once again. They have to get serious going into it. And you know Mike Tomlin is that guy to galvanize the troops and get them out there and competing. I'm so I will choose the Steelers as well. What's the line for this game though? So it opened at plus two for Indy, meaning they're underdogs, and now it's minus two Indy because the public's all over them which is a telltale sign to take Pittsburgh. This is like easy Pittsburgh, man. Yeah, no, for sure. It, it's We're talking about Rivers. Actually, and how about that? Two quarterbacks from the same draft class in this one, True. too. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Darnold, we got Darnold and Bacon. We got uh, Rivers and Big Ben. Yeah, yeah, True. for sure. This is going to be – this will be an interesting one. I it's like, a game uh, of the week, got, man. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. Now we got our Duval Nation. <laughs> We got. Is that keep explaining, dude. Is that keep explaining? That's all I care about <laughs> at this point. We got the Bears at Jacksonville, and we still got the Gardner Minshew train going on right now. Um, what are you feeling, this one, man? I feel like this is a trap game for Chicago. Dude, I'm I feel so like- pissed off. I'm pissed off. That's how I feel because they benched James Robinson. What trap game, dude? I know, I know, but I still feel like that Gardner's gonna have. This is the this is the team to do it, man. This is the team to do it. This is the team that the, the Jackson beat. This, <laughs> this is, is this You're is right. This, this is, is it. This is it. This is this is the team because it's the Bears. 
they're not they haven't taken your advice to start foals and uh or start <laughs> the halftime the, the yeah they haven't the, done the, the halftime room? switch yet <laughs> tell um, me man that's a winning ticket right there <laughs> yo if i seriously want to see them do that just one game just one game just one game <laughs> throw the entire because like drop right, we're like gonna... 60 <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be great! Because you plan for one quarterback, the other one comes out. Yeah, throw everything especially, off. especially if you go in like, especially if like you have Mitch, because Mitch traditionally does good in the first half and the first couple series where it's scripted. Which also He's Darnold a good does too. Which also yeah. Darnold, like uh, maybe it's like a Matt Nagy Gase, like weird McVeigh, like that weird tree, like with the whole scripting, like they're really good at it. Let's give yeah. you know at least at least that part. Um, so if you do that, then you go into halftime. You're like, all right. Let's figure this out. Mitch stinks in the second half. Let's adjust. And then they bring out Foles. You know what I'm saying? Like, it might not be might not be the worst idea on the planet. But, uh, yeah, I'm really pissed off that they're benching James Robinson. That really bothers me. But Jacksonville's plus seven and a half. I, I, I'm not – I would never in my whole life take Mitch Trubisky plus – minus seven and a half with anything, even for a quarter. Like, so – Give me Jacksonville. Throw that – Throw that idea out the window. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't trust the Bears. Like I don't trust the Jets with a ten foot pole. All right. Yeah. So uh, let's just keep this. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be an ugly one. Um, I feel like Jacksonville's going to pull this one out. Just some plus seven and a half way. or the win. Uh, just the win. Seven and a oh, half. Plus three hundred. Let's go, Alex. Giving out <laughs> winners right now. All right. <laughs> let's go on to the next one. We got the New York Giants at the Baltimore Ravens. I think this is an easy game to. Ooh. What, you think this is? You think this? You think the Giants are gonna upset? Ooh, you think this really? Is what do you think the Giants are actually gonna upset? I think the Giants are gonna win this game. What? Yeah. My goodness gracious! Someone call yeah. it. Someone call an ambulance. You heard it here first, I guess. <laughs> I, I didn't think that would be a hot take, but I guess it's a hot take. If Daniel Jones oh, plays, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, no, they're gonna win this game. Really? Uh, Baltimore, Baltimore are the most capital F frauds I've ever seen. I think that. I also. Think this is not, your team. I this know. is our team. <laughs> they're 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 frauds, dude. He's gotta call how you see it, man. I'm. Uh, I'm happy it, that it, I'm happy. I'm. I'm happy that you're a realist, though, and that you call things the way that it is, and that you just don't stick with the take like Skip Bayless or <laughs> no, Shannon Sharp or 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 Max Kellerman or Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Uh, great entertainers, but you can't just dig your heels in and just when when things start to change, you got to go with the tide. But okay. Speaking uh, of I, speaking I, of really random, but the first episode of like season thirty one or something, which is the last season of Simpsons that's on Hulu, they have a whole episode with uh, Sim- uh, Homer as like a sportscaster and he has like a fake Stephen A. Smith. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's literally hilarious. You gotta check it out. Um, oh man! But yeah, it's plus ten and a half, dude. Plus ten and a half. Like that is a easy. Take Giants for me. The money line is plus three eighty three, which is interesting, right? Because the Jacksonville is plus three hundred and they're plus seven and a half, and Giants are plus three eighty three and they're plus ten and a half. And I think the Giants have a way better chance of beating Baltimore than Jacksonville does the Bears. What do you think about that? At least that that scale right there. I agree with you on that. Sure. So that yeah. so so that makes it fishy for me. So like uh, I know um, like that that's weird for me. Just for I don't know like the, both those things are weird. So I I'm going to take the spreads on both those games. Sure. Nah. With Jersey I, I, I hear legally you. with FanDuel. FanDuel. <laughs> as, as a disclaimer. Thrive, Thrive Fantasy. And uh, Thrive Fantasy. 
can't do it in Jersey. Can't do it in Jersey. You gotta go to a weird um, state. Um, <laughs> but maybe soon. Maybe soon. Maybe soon. You can also do it here in Massachusetts, by the way. Oh, cut that out, then, Ricey. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now, I, I can agree with you on that. I still think Baltimore wins. I, I, at this point, it's just Baltimore's trying to got to make a. I know the Giants have to. Actually, both teams got to make a move. There's no. There's no. There's no. There's no like rational. Like everyone's trying to do something. I just. It depends, man. It depends if Daniel Jones is playing. I can get behind if Daniel Jones is playing, but if he's not playing, it's another McCoy uh, show. No, no, McCoy it can't be McCoy. It has to be Daniel Jones. They'll get a fumble yeah, okay. or two. It'll be close. Ten and a half is too easy for me. Okay. I am, I'm Let's probably going to be a little bit ballsy and take the money line though, because I'm a little crazy. I'm not. All right. I'm not well, as Greg Albert likes to say. I am not well. <laughs> Let's keep this train rolling, though. Let's keep this train rolling. We got. We got the. We Cincinnati. got the stinker. The stinker of the week. Cincinnati at, at Houston. Houston, dude. That's a that's a stinker. I got Houston winning this one just because the quarterback play is better. But who knows? Since he did up, I think that was just a trap game. I don't take that as a thing of things to yeah. come with Cincinnati. So I got Houston winning this one um, by eight. Mm, yes. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I could yes. see it. Yes, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I let's move on to yeah, four. I'm with you. All right, four o'clock games. We got Denver at the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm sorry. I mean exactly, Clippers. dude. Even, though, even, <laughs> even I'm looking at it right now, I'm like thinking about it as the Clippers, dude. It is. We got at the Clippers. You're right. Um, I got, I got, I got to go with the Chargers on this one. Um, just because uh, Kawhi Leonard, I mean, Justin Herbert is going to come out there and put on a show. So, uh, yeah. So, I think that's yeah. an easy one. I don't see. I, I can't the see Denver stinks. doing Yeah. It's, I hate Drew Locke so much. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Locke is Zach Wilson to me. Let's move wow. On. Yeah, let's Jesus. Go. Yeah, I said okay. it. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Next one. We got We're Carolina by four, Panthers. Right? Charges by four. Yeah, absolutely. Easy money. Um, Carolina at the Washington football team. I got the football team winning this one. Minus two? Yeah, it'll be a close one. I could not. This is has to be our, probably our biggest disagreement of the week because they don't have a quarterback. Their quarterback goes to the strip club. He they took away his captaincy yesterday. There's no chance Washington's winning this game. I know they have a nice D-line. I know, but they are there's too many distractions over there. I think Gibson's still a little bit bumped up. I don't know if he I don't know if he's going to play this week. Um No, thank you. Do, uh, watching Dwayne okay. Haskins like makes me w- want to do bad things. Like I don't know, like I I want to break things around me when I watch Dwayne Haskins play football. It like <laughs> No way. Wait, are you uh, saying- two? Minus two, like minus. Dwayne Hassan is minus two. <laughs> no, thank you, bro. No, thank you. I just think the defense is. That, I just think the defense is that good. Bro, to, this is a Robbie a Anderson game. Oh, here yeah, we go. This is a Robbie Anderson game. Okay. All right. All right. Comp pick, baby. Give me that comp pick. <laughs> Josh, put it out into the universe. I want the comp pick so bad. John's just shaking so everybody. Give me that comeback. <laughs> I um, want so bad. You know, if, if I wake up one day, it's like, yo, Jets just gained a fourth-round pick out of nowhere. I'm going to be the happiest person in the whole world to gain a fourth-round pick. John's Nobody just knocking things over. Me and Joe Douglas. 
Me and Joe Douglas. No one else in the world's gonna care except for me and Joe Douglas. John's just flipping over desk and table. But we got the comic. <laughs> Why is there a hole in the wall? We got a comic. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie. Um. Oh my god! And then Robbie comes back to us after the one year with Carolina. <laughs> I'm low key. I'm low key waiting for that to happen. Don't don't. I'm not, I'm not trying to put that into the universe though. So I don't know. I don't know. That'd be savage. Know. Yeah, that's my that's my low key hope. If That'd Darnold's be the most savage here, move. If Darnold's still here and Joe Douglas is still here, I bet you we'll overpay the hell out of him for him. Oh my get, god! I, I bet you. Well, let's do it. That'd we'll, be the most we'll, savage we'll, move possible. Yo, we got a fourth. Com- Thank you. Thank you, Robbie, for your service. Um, that's some Brian. That's some. That's some Brian Cashman, New York Yankee stuff, where we trade Chapman and get Torres, and then. Sign Chapman, even though I hate Chapman. So let's move on. <laughs> I think the New York fan base is. I think I think the New York Yankee fan base has two people that are so uh, split on. It's Chapman, and it's Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> More so Chapman though. True. True. Um, Ooh, another right, great game, dude. Another one. Another two. Here we go. Games, dude. These are and- nice, also. NFC least back at it in the action. We got the Philadelphia Eagles against the Dallas Cowboys. What do you got? Don't even know. <laughs> I honestly don't even know. I think I like Philly. I want, how about this? I want you to persuade me to choose a team. Let's hear it. Who are you going to go with and why? <laughs> All right. I kind of like what Jalen Hurts has to offer this season. I'm mm. not going to go into next season, like when there's tape and like he has a new coach. I think Pearson's gone and things are different. I'm not going to go there. But I just kind of like his like weird grittiness. Like they they're playing for him. He's making these, he's making something out of nothing on the on these weird plays. And Dallas Dalton has looked okay. Like since mm. since the Bengals since the Bengals like he's, he looked like a he looked like a quarterback. But I, I really I, I think they're uh, I think they're huge frauds. Even though like we know Dallas stinks, right? But I think they're huge frauds. The defense is gonna be really bad this week. The offense is not gonna pull up good. And here's the thing, when it always comes to division and especially in the NFC least, the wide receivers really I feel like don't have these insane crazy games. Like it's not like Amari Cooper is not gonna have like 150 yards and two touchdowns, you know what I'm saying? Or and neither is CD Lamb, and the, these guys are just gonna have like mediocre games. Like you know what I'm saying? It's always like that, where it's close. I mean, obviously the line is close. You know, it's minus two, so it's gonna be a close game. But I think I think the Eagles actually run. I think like they there's so much nonsense around them right now. And if we know one thing is that the Philadelphia Eagles and this you know regime could at least harness the nonsense. Okay. You sold me. I'll go I'll go with uh I'll go with yeah. Philly in this one. So that, I mean, I, I like I, I'm probably not gonna bet it. I'm probably not gonna take it, but like, I don't think anyone should bet this game. Yeah. But yeah yeah this one's tough. Maybe halftime. Yeah. Um but I will go but with you. Interestingly enough interestingly enough the public is on Philly. Okay. You sold which me. Us with one game, one. Which leaves us with one game for the four o'clock and that's another okay. division game. Rams at Hawks pretty much even yeah i could see i could see why everything's even everything's even the line's even the public's even everything's even i gotta go with uh, uh, alex knows though jet jet fans are gonna hate me but i'm gonna go with seattle just because there's one key difference that i have to say that the seahawks have that the rams don't have 
That is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yes. Yep. And um, yes. that's all you got to know. That's all you got to know. And right, this is in, in play for division. I know, right. like, this is it, man. So. All right. I'm going to go the other way. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Everyone, if you're all right, everyone, if you're listening to this, John's record with the Rams and betting sucks, so please choose the Seahawks at this point. So That's true. That's true. John just uh, guaranteed a Seattle win. I like the Rams. Uh, I like the Rams this week. Uh, um, they are coming off a bad loss to the New York Jets. They are embarrassed. They can't see their family. They can't look their kids in the eyes. They just lost to the <laughs> 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 13 New York Jets. Um, they, they, they probably no, has not slept. He's thinking about every single one of those plays. No, Frank no Gore getting home. that first down, like that, that's been going on replay in McVay's head over and over and over. Those third and fourth down where he throws forty-five yards for no reason down the field, that's just in his head. He just wants to Greg Williams us. It's not happening, bro. He's gone. No one has gone home. Everyone's been in the locker room sleeping and in, in sleeping bags. Just they can't get over the loss of the Jets. The Rams are yeah. just in disarray. They are. They they just can't get over the fact that they lost to a winless team last week. Yeah. So the Seahawks and, the, and the, yeah, and, and the Seahawks are the Seahawks have been okay. Give me the Rams here. All right, I'm still going with Seattle. No. Yeah, All right, now we got we'll, the. We'll reconvene on that. We'll reconvene on that one for sure. Mark this one, Ricey. Cut it out. Let's hear what. Let's hear what happens. <laughs> uh, All right, now we got Sunday night. Sunday night. I don't know if this is a marquee matchup, but it should be a good game. It's uh, Tennessee Titans at Green Bay. Um, it's good. It should good be an game. interesting game, none the le- none the least. Uh, I I don't necessarily know if it's uh, it is an exciting game as the Colts at Pittsburgh, but it should be a good game nonetheless. I will probably go with Tennessee in this matchup. Uh, I know I usually take Green Bay when they're at home, just because once the time of year where weather's cold, Tennessee is in a you know it's a warmer state. Green Bay is probably be frigid. I don't even know what the weather's like for Green Bay right now. It's probably got to be hella cold out there. I don't know. I think it's pretty nice this weekend, but I don't know. All right. Um, depending on the weather, probably be Brick City, though. But I'm going to go with Tennessee. Yeah. Who do you got? I kind of agree with you on, like, your rationale. But the the thing with me, first of all, shout out to A.J. Brown, who is a year two wide receiver. I feel like he is a year 15 wide receiver. I feel like he's been Dude, in the he plays league like for a so vet. long. Yeah, I think he's been in the league for so long. He's so good. Uh, I, I love AJ Brown and like he, his pro, his protege. Go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say he play, he plays like a vet. Like obviously it's his second year, but like he also looks like a vet. Like he doesn't have yeah, that like built. sophomore. He doesn't have that yeah. sophomore like for like when you look at like Denzel Williams, you see like all right, he's a young guy. You know what I mean? He doesn't have like a natural thin frame like DeAndre Hopkins, but because last year. AJ Brown wasn't looking like this. Now it's like, yo, that dude's a man. So, yeah. but who do you and say? His protege, who's, his who's protege, Corey Davis, looking good, dude. Mm. Look at the Corey Davis, and he's you know Corey Davis is is uh is gonna be a free agent this year. So that's someone. I, honestly, I could see the Jets taking like a little uh, sniff at, which we'll get into definitely later on because there's so many wide receivers that are out there. But Corey Davis is an interesting guy. Um, so I, I just like what Tennessee's doing. I love Tractor Cito season. What's scary here is the public is so on Tennessee. Um but I'll take the I'll take the uh that's scary. I'm really bad at primetime games. I'll go Green Bay. Minus three and a half. 
Uh, right. And that leaves us with the Monday night AFC Ooh. East, which is already won, though, which is interesting. I know. It's already won. Uh, In New England. The public the is other, all over Buffalo. It's the other red, white, and blue team. <laughs> <laughs> that and it's minus seven. What do you got? I got Buffalo, man. Yeah, I got Buffalo. I, I, I got. I, I, yeah, I'm going. This to is England. not the. This is not the Patriots of old. This is. Yeah, I'm going to England. Yeah, I don't bet against Bill Belichick. I just don't do it. I, I hate know, him, but, but I don't do it. I know it's interesting. Don't win though, money because... betting against Bill Belichick. You don't win I'm money betting, betting on the Knicks. That's it. The, the two facts. You don't bet money. You don't win betting on the Jets and Knicks. You don't win money betting against Bill Belichick. Very easy rules in life. Not that difficult. <laughs> as much as I agree with you that you don't bet on them, I still think Buffalo is going to win just because the New England Patriots, man, they're not looking good, man. They don't. They look average. Cam they is can't like... throw. Yeah, man. That's sad, dude. And I love Cam, but he... I think this might be it for Cam, man. No. I think... You don't think so? I think he's going to Atlanta. Just end it off there? I think he's going to back up, quote-unquote, Matt Ryan... Because Matt Ryan, you can't get rid of that contract. And he's going to hang out there, and then he's going to replace Matt Ryan. Interesting. Interesting. How many, more years, how many more years do you have of Matt Ryan? I don't know, but he has that. He, he, he did that, he did that um, really crazy um, extension. And so he has a, he has a lot of dead cap um, on his deal. He's on like that five-year, $150 million contract, which is insane. So they ha- they have a potential out after twenty twenty two, Jesus, and it's it's twenty six million dollars in dead cap. Whoa, my God! You know who you know who could so trade that, for he's you know who forever. you know who no, after you know twenty twenty three he's eight million. Yeah, you know who could make a trade for Matt if they don't? Well, they actually signed Garoppolo. Four and the only in. the only actual trade that you could possibly make, which would be like a weird one for one. Would be Matt Ryan for Carson Wentz, which is it's both like ruining both your caps. Like you both, you know, it's like not a big deal, one for one, and like just putting players. In the, but I don't think that would ever happen. I Matt Ryan's going to be a Atlanta Falcon uh, forever. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, too. that that, that that wraps it up, man. That wraps it up for the et cetera section. That does that. It does. I can't wait to see, man. We got two more weeks of football. This is it. This week and then next week and then a regular season, as I say, and then we got playoffs. So, you know. It's going to be interesting Jets off-season topics coming up. Um, but, yeah, quick, thank you. Quick, put you on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot. All right. Super Bowl matchup. Mm-hmm. Random. Mm-hmm. We'll, 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 we'll hold you to this. You can change it later. If I'm thinking right now, I'll probably go Kansas City. And uh, who's who do I like in the – the NFC is so weird. The NFC is so weird. I'm going to go Seattle. All right. Interestingly enough, I'm going to go Chiefs-Rams. All right. Interesting. That was the matchup we wanted two We got years a big ago. game today. We got a big game this Sunday, Alex, me and you. We got a rivalry game, apparently, me and you this week. I, I know. Um, who who would have thought it came down to this? This is the, That was a matchup we wanted two years ago. Instead, we got uh, Rams and Patriots, which was such a freaking bore. Um, but, yeah, everyone, thank you for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Everyone, please make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Please make sure to give us a five-star review and leave a comment in the review section, especially if you use Apple Podcasts. Also, you can find us on all social media platforms. We're on 
Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can follow us all there. We'll be sharing some memes, other content, uh, sometimes for unis, especially when it comes to the New York Knicks. We just saw the City Edition jerseys on RJ Barrett um, drop not too long ago through Keith. So go there and go check it out. Kiff, Kiff, Alex, Kiff, come on. Yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, bro. (laughs) Dude, I've been like running. So like this week has been crazy before going, like coming on break. I just took off today. Today's Christmas Eve. I took off today. Could have been in work, but I worked the first three days. Been doing all the stuff between writing, podcasting, actual day job and shit. And I'm on five hours of sleep for like the last. We're grinding, baby. We're grinding. Trying to keep, trying to get back into the room. So if I pronounce things wrong and don't say it right. Don't kill me, all right? I don't want them. To, I don't want them to eat you alive, man. I don't want them to eat you alive out there. Yo, the the urban wear people will come kill me like the Beyonce hive. I don't need that out here, all right? I don't need that in my DMs. I don't need that in the mentions. Please leave me alone, all right? But everyone, thank you again for tuning in. Catch us later next week with another Knicks episode breaking down what we saw this week and a sad, sad way to start off the next season to a rough loss. Kate Cunningham, baby. Let's go, Jets. Ha, 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 ha.